it's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of Woke and Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 175th episode of Woke and Free. The first episode in the new year. Woohoo! Yeah. So exciting, guys. So if you've been tuning in every week for Woken Free Wednesday, yes, every single week, you know that Woken Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything important to us, you, the world, and nothing is off the table. This week, we are doing another Woken Free story time called 21 Questions About Parenthood. Woohoo-hoo! And why are we doing that? Because we're going to be a mom and dad this year. Ah, applause, applause, bravo. Good job. Good job. I mean, yeah. congratulations well yourself, Papa. Well done. <laughs> I impregnate myself. Well done. <laughs> Good job, yes. Excellente. Cheerio. Wonderful. So with that, before we dive deep into the subject and go down whatever yellow brick roads we're going to be going down, <laughs> there's a couple of questions I want to ask Woken Free Nation. Do you think they're ready? You're asking Woken Free Nation or you're asking, asking me? You. Do you think Woken Free Nation is ready? Oh, I thought you were asking them. Not quite yet. We're okay. building the anticipation. Oh, do I think they're ready then? Yes. Yeah, I think they are. Okay. You seem out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the question. I'm trying to answer it properly. Okay. Well, first and foremost, guys, if you are listening to this episode and you're not only just listening, but you've actually done the amazing feat of downloading it from WokenFree.com through the Podbean app, you're fan-freaking-tastic because A, that's the number one way to show support, and B, it's the best way to show your kind of ability to be a part of the conversation because unless you have the app, you can't put in your comments. And if you can't put in your comments, we can't have a conversation. So every single week we come on here, we give you content, we give you our heart and soul and mind and everything in between. We want to hear from you as well. And we want to hear what what your thoughts are on our weekly topics, especially this one. A lot of y'all are parents. A lot of y'all are trying to be parents, all that good jazz. Let's hear from you this week. Now, when it comes to, say, some of you, maybe a small portion of you, maybe you can't download the app for some reason, right? Then just make sure you go to WokenFree.com and then you go to the Listen tab and then you can pick your platform of choice as to where you want to subscribe and follow the show on whatever platform you're following and subscribing to. So for instance, we're on iTunes, we're on TuneIn, we're on Stitcher, we're on Google, Google Play, we have our own YouTube channel, we have SoundCloud, we have iHeartRadio, we're on Spotify, we're on 30 plus platforms. So just pick your platform of choice and make sure if even if you can't download the app to be able to comment that you're subscribing and following on whatever platform makes sense for you. Now, of course, another really great way to show support for the show and to make sure you're up to date with everything we cover on a week-to-week basis, subscribe via email. You can do that on WokenFree.com. Literally click the button and it'll take you to being able to enter your email address and then every week you'll get notifications of the new episodes and encourage your friends and family to do the same. Now for social media, we love to chat on there. We put out fun content. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, yes, I said TikTok, and Pinterest at Woken Free. And then, of course, if you have like 90 seconds, you can do a lot. I don't know if I'll keep saying what I said in 2020. You might have to revisit those episodes. <laughs> but for 90 seconds, what you can do is definitely review the show. And again, go to the Listen tab on WokenFree.com and then pick your platform where you want to do that. We love our five-star reviews on iTunes. Will you be giving us our next one? We shall see. 
now I think I think I'm done, and I think we're we're ready to go down the yellow brick road. Are you ready? Well, you said you're done, so I think I need to kick this off, right? Mm-hmm. Let's get this show on the road and get <laughs> into the meat of things. Oh my goodness. Question one: What excites you the most about being a parent? Oh my gosh! I mean, aside from the puking and the giant boobs and the growing every which angle of my body, <laughs> those are really you know what dreams are made of, guys. <laughs> but in addition to that, I guess I would have to say there are many reasons why I'm excited to be a mom. I think the thing that excites me the most is to to give what was missing in my own childhood and family life current, past, present, and future, (laughs) which is the opportunity to give unconditional love. So not love that's attached with conditions or requirements for love. Yes. And I'm, I'm throwing shade as long and as far as that can reach. (laughs) And then also to get to know my kid on an intimate level. Most people who claim to love me don't have a clue as to who I am as a person. They couldn't tell you my favorite color. They don't know how to speak to me. They don't know how to motivate me. If I want to do something, if they want me to do something, they usually go about it in a really horrible way (laughs) 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 because they don't have a freaking clue as to who I am. And I think I'm most excited to be have this intimate relationship with my kid to have the ability to know what motivates that person and for them, for me to have a deeper understanding as to who the soul is and who this person is, whoever this person is going to be, and to continuously go on a learning journey with this person because that is the type of relationship that I would have wanted with my parents, which I will never have. So, All right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's definitely similar to my excitement over raising a child and mm-hmm. It just gives me the chance to teach them things that I've only learned recently. Mm-hmm. So things like I think I can give them a head start on spirituality, mm. on their finances, yes. on history, and then on <laughs> science. Because I don't, I think I wasn't introduced to that stuff early enough. Yes, absolutely, and not in like detail enough. So I think that'll be great to be able to raise somebody with that. All those on mine. So you just want to have a little mind, woman. body, and soul. A woken free baby. Hmm. Mind, body, and soul is hey, the, get your life, you that's the holy trinity I'm going to teach them. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, yeah. okay. I like it. Keeping right. most thing, the most things important close to heart. Wonderful. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. Question two. What do you believe are the keys to being a good parent? The keys can be described as... I'll just break it down to three things that I can think of, and Mm -hmm. that's teaching your child to think. I think that's very important. Mm. Learning what makes your child happy, and then just learning who your child is. Because like you were saying, people don't even know how to speak to you, but they love you. So can they love you how you need to be loved? Probably not, because they don't even know who you are. Yeah. So that's, I think if you do those three things, those are, that's a good start to being a good parent. Absolutely. I would say I also have three things that I mean, I think there's a lot that you could say, but my three things come down to the following. A, there's no perfect way to be a parent. I don't plan to be a perfect mom. I 
I'm not even going to try <laughs> because I will muck up and mess up a lot of things because human to be human is to be messy and to be flawed by nature. So I'm not trying for perfection, nor should I think any parent should. Second, I think you should never stop learning how to improve as a parent. So again, you can read as many books and, and attend as many seminars and classes as you want, but also there's the learning on the job, right? Like the kid is right in front of you and you need to try to understand who they are on a mental, spiritual, physical, emotional level. And that is a journey that's ongoing because who your kid is at five doesn't, it changes to 15, to 25, to 35, to 55, God willing, if you're there through all those stages. So, you know, never stop learning that. And then always listen. That's my number three. Listen without judgment. I think for what I find most frustrating is the inability to share my deepest thoughts without judgment and without the the safeness that I, I wish I had in, in my own parental relationships as well as family relationships. I just don't feel like they're a safe space for me. And so I I think that to be a good parent means you are a safe space for your kid for the duration of your life and their life as much as possible and every day and in between. So being safe in your own home. Beyond that, right? Being safe with them mentally, being able to tell them that way, you know, when kids say they're so afraid to, to come out around their sexual orientation or, you know, if they're going on their transgender journey or whatever, you know, things that are going on in their life. Why should you fear telling your parent that these are the people who brought you here? If you can't be safe with them, how do you expect them to go into the world and ever feel safe and confident and comfortable with who they are? If they can't feel that with you, like it's so bizarre to me. And so I want my child to know, listen, I don't care if you tell me you want to be a zoo animal. Like, I love you. I'm here for you. Let's do this. Where do I buy admission tickets? Like, <laughs> I'm all for that, man. Like, do you and I want to find as many ways as I can support you as possible. <laughs> but what if they want to study honey, honeybees? Yeah, I mean, just... Isn't that going to be scary for you? It's totally terrifying, but I love... <laughs> uh, my love will always compel me more than my fear. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Forever and a day. So yeah, if they grew up and said they want to be... What's the people who study insects? Those In people. Insect people studiers. No, the ortho... On, there's some type people of People studying insects, people. Correct, yes. There's people who study <laughs> insects, and that's like they get paid for that or yeah. something. And they do papers and stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, those people. They presented them in Silence of the Lamb. Pianist. Definitely not. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just taking a guess here. I took a shot in the dark. I just tried. But those people, like, if yeah. they said they wanted to work with things that gave me heart attacks, I would say, I love you. I can't wait to support you. Where do I, I buy a t-shirt? Like, can I make you t-shirts? Like, my love for you is endless and limitless and unconditional. Wow. There's no, you have to be a certain person for me to love you. Nope. You have to be you. And I love you forever and a day. And support you. And support you as much as I yeah. can. Yeah. Love and support. A hundred percent. Yeah. Question three. What do you think is the scariest part of parenthood? Ooh. So many different parts that are scary, right? Because to me, I think when they first, they come out and they just seem like little China dolls, right? Like they can just break and it's like, oh no, oh my gosh, are you breathing? Are you, oh, there's so many things, but probably just like the ultimate thing that is scary is probably the never knowing everything piece, right? Like there's never going to be a point in this journey with this little one where we're going to be like, oh, Khalil, we were Yoda, right? Like we're never going to be green and we're never going to be floating in the sky. So we're constantly going to have to try to learn. And again, learning on the job, which is 
sometimes a bit stressful, right? Because you don't have like catch up time. You just have to figure this out, right? They're screaming, they're puking, they're everything, anything's happening. You just got to figure out what's going on with your kid. And so like anything else in life, you take deep breaths and you, you know, seek guidance and you constantly, you know, be, have an open mind and, and learn and keep moving forward. But I think that's the scariest part that like, you can't be prepared for everything because you just don't even know. Yeah. Unless you're a seer, you just don't know what's coming. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's that's definitely something that's scary. Mm-hmm. And I kind of agree with the beginning thing you were saying, and that's the trying to keep your child safe. Yeah. And I believe it's it's pertinent to keep them safe from the world because yeah. there's a lot of dangerous things out there. So yeah. I think for me, that's the scariest thing, just knowing what's out there and then just thinking of how to protect them from it. It's Even not in easy. your home, right inside oh, your course, home, there's everywhere. so many things that can kill them. Yeah, like- <laughs> well, the, yeah, the world, you know, it's, it's filled with certain things. So I think that's going to be interesting. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Question four: What parenting tip will you teach your child? So something that you learned from your parent or experience with your parent, what would you pass on to your child? Well, I, I mean, every child is different, but I would just go back to my previous tips that were to parents and. Mm-hmm. I would want them because I would want them to teach like their children to that they well actually now I'm getting confused. So it's a parenting tip for my child. Yes. What would so, you so teach so for my on, grandkids then? No. So what would you teach? So whatever, what was the best parenting tip or, or thing that you learned through your own parents that you would then embark upon your children, your children to coming. So the existing uh, one in June and beyond. So a parent, so a parenting tip that I've, like I you follow. would like a, a or trait or whatever, yeah. Because I mean, I mentioned like tips for parents. I would just okay. pass on the one tip that to learn who your child is. Okay, that's the only thing that, that I would, would be pass. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, I would say the best thing that I learned from my parents, uh, and both in different ways. My mom and dad were very different, but they both had a fundamental part in teaching me and raising me to have a, a level of fortitude, mental fortitude that I think I don't necessarily share with people who are my peers, which is the idea that like, for for instance, my dad was extremely tough with me in the sense that like, when it came to goals and accomplishments, he was the person who would say, and I'm just put it out there, dad, so it is what it is. Uh, you know, he would say things like, you know, why would I, if I did well and stuff, like, why would I congratulate you on Yikes. something you're supposed to do? Right. So meaning That's there was extreme. a standard of excellence that I had to meet, not just like try to aim for, <laughs> but actually achieve and not get congratulated or you've arrived kind of conversation just and what's next was the, was the standard. And for instance, I would get a 98 on an exam. Most parents would be thrilled. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. My father's response was, what happened to those two other points? I would get a hundred. His first response was, could you have gotten more? My father was rough and that parenting doesn't work with every child, but it created a level of want and desire in me that I don't necessarily see in other people. And I, I'm grateful for that because, you know, whether it was because of his, you know, Air Force background, his British Air Force background or what, but that militant, like, you can be the best and you need to be the best. And even when you are the best, keep going beyond that. Never settle for complacency. It's something that I would like to teach my child for their for their own life and then 
for their children and beyond. But you still got to congratulate them. So that's the only Even the best generals congratulate their soldiers for winning the war, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, good job. They don't just say, ah, you know, you could have destroyed the other side. They don't say that. Well, you could have killed more people. (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing like that. You You could have ended this faster. Like, what took you so long? See, they don't say that. Get it together, soldier. Yeah, they congratulate you, and it's a great time. So that would be the difference between the parenting I received and the parenting I give, which is I will cheer my kid on along the way in the way that I didn't get because by not receiving it, then I then have struggled with feeling accomplished because I'm always chasing what's next, right? Like, oh, cool, I accomplished this. Move on. I don't even say, oh, cool to myself. Other people compliment me and I'm like, eh. (laughs) Because again, I never had that fuel me because what fuels me is not the affirmation of others, but is the accomplishment itself. And like, what's next? What's next? What's next? But that's you know, mentally and emotionally tiring and also not satisfying. So that, that would be the difference. Question five. How do you feel about parenting advice from your parents or family members? So that's a fun one in the sense that like, and again, you know, guys, I don't hold back. I could care less who's listening. Uh, <laughs> for good. me, uh, it's woken for be y'all day straight long. Up. Yeah. And I have to be straight up. And so <laughs> I would say I appreciate uh, the help that I get, I reject any judgment that is ever sent my way, our way. Nope. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. And if someone has experience or advice in this area, then absolutely, I think it's very helpful and great that they want to share that information. But do keep in mind, just because you happen to be related to me, or you happen to have had a child, or you happen to have great advice, I'm not just going to take you on your word. We have to do research. And when I say we, this is a two-parent household. So (laughs) you come to me and you share information. I'm not just going to run off and not consult with my husband, right? Like you are the father and I am the mother. And thus in a two parent household, we have to be on the same page and we have to arrive at the same conclusions because we've arrived at that. Not because your mom told us something. My mom told me something. Your dad told like I could care less who is the deliverer of the information. We still have to come to a determination as to what, what makes sense for us in our household with our child. So I just, Put that out there so everyone knows. That's how I feel on the matter. How about okay. you? Well, I'm always open to hear others' opinions. As mm-hmm. I could use it as like a building block True. for you know decision making. And again, we've got to discuss it with you to decide mm-hmm. how we're going to proceed. So it's I'm, I'm open to hearing it. It's that's yeah. fine. It doesn't that doesn't affect me. I'm not like I know some people don't want to hear it at all though. Like. <laughs> Like, you, yeah, you keep all that to yourself. But I'm open yeah. to hearing things because the problem is I'm a man of science. So I like to get all the data at hand. Yeah, I, I, I'm open to hearing it. What <laughs> so I that's don't my problem. like is that people sometimes make that assumption, though, that because it's like, oh, I'm your parent. You have to just take me on my word. And it's like, fool, man. you haven't <laughs> parented in 30 plus years. Get your life. Well, together. I think the problem. Well, yeah, because <laughs> things have changed now. Things and, have know. changed and evolved. Get yeah, your things life. change over time. Just a little bit. So not not everything applies like it used to. Yeah, absolutely. And also, you know, short of you know, it's kind of like you know, we've talked about this as well. You also have to be mindful of who you take advice from, whether it's a parent or family member. Because again, <laughs> yeah, if you're funny, broke right? and you're giving me financial advice, I you know. That's I don't know. true. Yeah, I'll you gotta. For you. I don't yeah, know. you do have to be wary of who's giving you advice. So that's true. Because yeah, a lot of people have a lot of things to say, but it's like, but your life is not a reflection of success. So I don't know what what exactly you want me to do with this. Yeah, you got to be very careful. Other than pray that. for you. But I'm even open hearing to. I'm open to hearing it from those people though too. I can oh, hear of course. it. Listen, <laughs> you never know. Have things to say. So yeah. You never know. Yeah. Absolutely. Question six. What are your thoughts on corporal punishment? 
I am outrightly against it. Mm -hmm. I feel that violence begets violence. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason that children can be taken away from parents for inflicting the physical harm on them. So let's just, (laughs) that's the one thing to keep in mind. Gotcha. In terms of corporal punishment for people that agree in it. At least in this country. I mean, there's some countries they don't care, but mm-hmm. here you you can lose your child for that. So that that's a great reason to not do it. But again, is that really what we want to show is that when somebody does something wrong, you use violence to teach them a lesson? I mean, that's what it's that's what it seems like it teaches kids. So um, there's many reasons mm-hmm. that you can go against it. But I know the one reason for it is because it's an easy way to stop somebody from doing something, right? Because mm-hmm. if you punch somebody in the face, you know, they're not going to... Re- that's it. They, the argument's over. But that doesn't mean that's the correct form correct. Of, of, like... that. That's not the appropriate response. Yeah. You can't use the violence. You need to figure out other ways to Well, according to, to you and to according punish. to our household, essentially, yeah. Because I'm we not don't saying want, according. We don't want to judge. I'm judging. You don't oh. have to judge, though. Ooh, I'm judging. Because I I know you don't believe in judgment, but I'm I'm judging. Because when you're inflicting shout violence out. on... That goes against my core... Like that, That's my gets yeah. my core beliefs. Yeah, inflicting violence on others. If it wasn't violence, then fine. But it literally is violence. Slapping someone in the know, face is violence. I against war, totally. So. No, I, I'm a... I'm a so that, that's an interesting And that's thing. another form of punishment against, and No, not, I'm, I'm not for war. I'm not for it. It happens. But you but will engage if I, Like, you believe it's okay to engage in it. So that's no, I don't it. believe it's okay to engage in it. But I'm not going to be like a protester against it. It's like... Oh, okay. So it's like it's happening, but I don't agree with it. But I understand why it's happening. Why it's but happening. But you don't see... I'm not like an outright protester. would happen. You don't no, see any value I know there's the I know there's a problem in it, though. It's oh, like okay. there's a problem in war. It's I understand why people do court. Like yeah. I was playing, I understand why they do it, but I understand that it's wrong and why it shouldn't happen. It's okay. and like war. I understand why it's done. There's a reason why it's done. I understand it, but that doesn't mean it's right. That doesn't mean that's the way that humans need to be. And yeah. it doesn't mean that's what we're going to be doing 5,000 years from now when we're more advanced. Gotcha. We're still a young, you know, race. So we're yeah, trying yeah. to learn how to deal with raising each other. It's not easy. We don't know all that stuff, but okay. with enough technology, I think. You won't, it won't even come to mind eventually like this. They're going to look back on and be like, oh, how barbaric. I mean, even now people, some people think that already of corporal punishment. Mm -hmm. They'll think you're a barbarian. So (laughs) it's, it's going to be, there's going to come a time where it's going to be just, you know, outright banned and no one would even think, why would you even do that? You know, because other things that humans used to do have become that way. It's like, why would you even do that? Like. Okay. That, so I think corporal punishment is one of those things. So to be transparent, I was raised by, again, right, Jamaican uh, parents who, if anyone is aware, traditionally Caribbean families, at least from our era, I can't speak to current day parents, but from our era growing up, spanking was okay. I definitely was spanked several times. Not excessive, uh, but for each time that I was spanked, I absolutely remember those times. They were traumatic. They were painful. And I agree with you that there are better ways to handle the situation. Now, you know, because I was raised that way, it was interesting before meeting you, I wouldn't have necessarily been like, I I think I would have been open to doing it if my partner was open to doing it. Not that I loved it or was like, yes, but just because that's what I knew, right? But being with you and us talking about this for many, many years, because I mean, going on soon we'll be going on 17 years of conversations and love and so i i respect your stance against it and i agree that this should be a no corporal punishment household and i agree that really the the only lesson that a kid learns is that their parent is incapable of dealing with situations without frustration and anger when they hit them and i think that there are better ways for 
parents and children to interact, even when the child is being naughty or not listening. And I think that it doesn't deepen the relationship between the parent and child. And as you know, that is the one thing I'm really looking and honing in on a deepened relationship. So anything that would take away from that, I'm not for it. And I think corporal punishment would take away from that. Well, at least it could deepen some fear of the parent. But yeah, see, that's, I'm not, I'm not looking to be feared. I'm looking to be deeply loved and deeply admired and respected. But I, I don't want my kid to fear me because I, I grew up fearing my, my dad and it's not healthy. <laughs> yeah. Question seven. Do you have any concerns about becoming a parent? Uh, oof. I would say like gut response is no, because whatever challenge or obstacle that we will face, we will face them together and whatever's meant to be will be. I know that some people live in this perpetual state of fear and perpetual state of worry. I like I've told you before, and I'm going to continue to create content on this platform and as well as my own coaching platform that I want 2021 to be a peaceful, blessed year and fear has no place here and worry has no place here. And whatever is going to happen is going to happen. I know that people, some people seem to not be able to wrap their mind around that, but I simply have, because again, I'm not a seer, so (laughs) I don't know what I will face. This kid could be the best thing that could happen to us. This kid could give us hell. I don't know. I believe that the kid will be a wonderful manifestation of the best parts of us. And so I think that any challenges that come with that is growing pains that we need to go through, but I don't think it's anything we won't be able to handle. And so, no, not particularly. How about you? No, I like challenges. I think it makes life fun, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the good thing. So you opened the door to Pandora's box there. So I'm just letting you know. I mean, I do like child is badass. I'll say bravo. But the child won't be. (laughs) Question number eight. How important is having your family near when you're raising a child? I think it is a plus, but that always depends on which family is near. So (laughs) you don't want that family near that is a bad influence on the child, right? Mm. So that... That's that's the problem with that question. Family in general doesn't tell you much. If you mm-hmm. have good family near, then it's good. That you know, family that's loving and supporting, mm-hmm. that's helpful. But you could also have family that's just gonna talk crap, and that's not that great. I love that political answer of yours. I look forward to when you run for governor. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so my answer is less PC. <laughs> oh wow, it is as per usual. You okay. know, I'm salty. <laughs> See, you're salty. I'm judgy. We both we make some good like. Yeah, but I pray about my saltiness. You don't pray about your judginess. Because <laughs> there's nothing for you to pray to. <laughs> That's not true. You know that. You know I pray to the universe, oh, which which is everything. So yourself? Yes. <laughs> okay then. Exactly. You got. Let's you hit not the nail drop on the head. too many nuggets for 2021. But you hit the nail on the head though. Oh, how wonderful! I know you so well. <laughs> so I believe the following, guys. I love that we are here and we are not near family for the following reasons. For me, I just, I love independence. It's like just a part of how I grew up. I grew up very much by myself as a loner. And so a big part of that created a sense of loneliness within me, but also a sense of autonomy. And so whenever I find myself near too many family members, I find that that autonomy is is crippled (laughs) by the needs and wants of others. And then that becomes emotionally and mentally draining and stressful for me. And it puts me in a bad mental state. So I personally prefer to have less people 
be here and because usually they're demanding something of me they need me to do something it's not it's not a whole like hey do you want to have a bunch of people come and support you but it's hey you need to come here and what do you need let me make sure i go and buy you a bunch of stuff that you need for you to arrive and be happy and i can't (laughs) can't imagine trying to raise a new person this child and trying to figure out what that means what am i natasha as a mom khalil as a dad and also deal with a whole bunch of family members who have their thoughts and ideas and I just I think that that emotional drainage is just not something we need and so my (laughs) thoughts are I'm glad for the space I'm glad for the autonomy I know that I have spoken to some people who said family is everything when it comes to raising their kids and again parenting is unique for every child and every relationship every you know parent so what what works for them might not work for me and I I just know myself well enough to say I would rather do this with you than to do this with you and also a bunch of people who are going to piss me off. And that's <laughs> how I feel. All Take right. it or leave it. That's, uh, that's a good answer. Yes. Question nine. What are key traits you hope to pass on to your child? I hope to pass on or te- and teach the following. My ability to sleep very well at night. As you say, I hit the bed and I'm dead. <laughs> I am a dead person. You conk out. Yeah, I am outy. This whole, That's I can't good. sleep, doesn't apply to me. I pray for anyone who that applies to, like yourself. I'm a dead person when I'm sleeping, so yay. I also have, a, I've learned through law school, fast ability to read. So I hope to pass and teach that on. Also, eagerness to learn and grow. You share that as well, so I definitely think we're welcoming a nerd child, which is amazing. Nerd all. <laughs> nerds rule a hundred percent just like cats rule <laughs> <laughs> also public speaking abilities hello have you heard our podcast thank you yeah a plus <laughs> exactly a five plus stars speaker. guys there's like nothing better thank you good job <laughs> also a big heart filled with love and gratitude i as you know deeply love and i'm passionate and that's why i get so riled up about things because i am a very large lover in all sense of the word and i hope that our child also is just a really a big lover of life and people and and good people and good things in this world and also hold on to gratitude there's a lot of ungrateful fools in this world and That's i true. just yeah. i can't stand it just go and read comments on youtube yeah it's just sickening to me it's really this you know oh 2021 i'm not gonna claim it because i don't know i'm just gonna step into it and we'll see what happens like you're whack claim what is rightfully yours which is success blessings and peace if you can't see that if you can't be grateful for everything we had even in 2020 why should you ever be granted anything better (laughs) like it's real simple guys it's a give and take in this world so be grateful for the pain for the for the laughter for the tears for everything in between and the stimulus checks word thank you government (laughs) regardless of amount (laughs) (laughs) exactly money is money you don't want free money fools (laughs) fools foolish foolish people that's messed up (laughs) i hope our kid i hope to pass on uh, my passion for caribbean food and music i think you know this kid should definitely enjoy jerk chicken and a good dose of buju banton and uh, bob marley i think that's amazing all right and also great style and fashion taste hello thank you and then of course the ability to be yourself 100 percent i understand that i will always have a small crew of friends because i am a mirror of truth and honesty and I know that that is too much for most, yeah. but that's what also makes me woken free 24-7. And if you can't handle it, you just that whack. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. How about you? All right. I think some of mine might 
be similar to yours. Cool. But my first one is environmental awareness. Bring so that out. Be, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not talking about like global warming or okay, anything. Because yeah. I, I know you're environmental. Clarify that piece of it. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't. That's yeah, that's something else. That's not a like, trait that of mine. I'm green. Yeah, that's <laughs> not. Such, but I do like to recycle. But that's not a trait I want to pass. I mean, yes, it is. It can be, but <laughs> yes, it's, it it's not something I like. That's like a but runoff you've trait. It, though, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not. That's not like my. I'm gonna list my important things or things that I feel that are real important. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like situational awareness. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like being aware how many people around you, how many. Mm. Uh, animals are around you, yeah. what kind of neighborhood you're in, you know, okay. stuff like that. Just kind of aware of your situation and aware of what kind of people are around you, who they are, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. like being able to have some insight into things that are going on. Just mm-hmm. be aware of like the universe's signs, I think. Okay. And physical fortitude I want them to have. So mm-hmm. that's like just the ability to take pain and not complain about it. <laughs> Unlike me, he's, he's throwing shade guys. Just, no, no. just so you understand. High, high pain piece. threshold. But again, guys. mental fortitude, your, your physical fortitude. <laughs> Together they are a warrior. Yes. <laughs> I want them, and this this one goes along with mm-hmm. kind of what you said before. I want them to have like a thirst for knowledge. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty important. Nerd city. Yeah, definitely. I want them to re- have a rejection of dogma. So don't listen to all these, you know, religious stuff that people just throw at your face and Here say, that's the truth. This is how it always is. This is how it's going to be. Here nope. you go. And all that gets out of there. You need to think for yourself. Yeah. Like, that's... No. <laughs> I hate that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, oh yeah, I'm really against that. I want them to be an experimenter or like a tinkerer. So somebody who kind of like takes things apart mm. and then learns how things function and then hopefully you could put them back together. Yes. And uh, then with that goes along with like a do-it-yourself kind of thing. Yeah. Not for everything, but just for certain things. So you don't have to like call handy like a handyman to do everything yeah, so absolutely. i want them to be able to do that and then be a critical thinker yeah i think that's so important to really think Ugh. about things and not just take things at face value and be like well you know they said that so i can't i can't read into that absolutely i just gotta take it as exactly what they said like uh-huh. that that to me is crazy when people do that well that's what they said so i gotta do it I know. you know just lying cheap, yeah. Sad. <laughs> that's that that's like such a cop-out thing to say it's just because you know somebody's telling mind. you something it's like that's not true you're saying this for a reason but again a lot of people don't know it's not true right like, <laughs> i know they don't they take it and like well they, they said it i mean yeah. i gotta just well, go by what on television is. or it's on on the internet guys so that that to me just cracks me up because it's crazy what people will say it's yeah. like wait you really believe that i mean you do oh okay you're not critically thinking then true cool question 10 what are things that you plan to avoid as a parent the things that i plan to avoid as a parent mm-hmm. are the following forcing them to be someone they are not mm. and you know there's so many parents that do that Woo! It's like, up. Oh, you've got to be this occupation. Yep. Got to be a lawyer because I'm a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Wah, that's crazy. Wah, to me. That's not a good reason. That's not good. City. Not cool there. Yeah. And this one you're going to be sad about, but lying about mythical and magical beings. You're not talking about the Hobbit, right? I mean, who tells their kids <laughs> that the Hobbit's real? <laughs> like, I mean, they've got other issues then. Okay. But what are you referring to then? <laughs> well, I mean, there's a big one, but I'm just going to give one example. Deities? That that that's one, but I was gonna say Santa Claus. Oh, you're trying to fairy. Yeah, I know for some people, fairy godmother. But other be you yeah. mentioned other things right there. That's a good one too. That's a magical being that I'm not gonna lie oh, about. You're trifling. Okay, <laughs> you're so trifling. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's true. Lying about history. So you I'm, mean sharing American U.S. history? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, yeah, the, exactly. 
you, you've kind of you've kind of got it, but in public schools, <laughs> like I the history that we've there. learned, yeah, the history that we've learned, word, basically. So word. I'm not for I'm I'm not for, for you're not for lies. that lie. I'm not yeah, going to perpetuate the lie that, lie that I just learned that was a lie. Yes, correct. And not considering their thoughts and feelings, because I think yes. far too often children say things and they're like. My parents are just saying, eh, you don't know what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, so eh, whatever. Child. How could yeah. you know? You don't have an experience. Or, you know, stuff like that. Or you don't really know how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. You should feel this way. I mean, I don't think that's the best way to go. Correct. So I don't, I don't want to do that. Exactly. I definitely want to be open to how they feel and what yes. they think. And, you know, like try to walk through it with them and find out what's happening. Absolutely. Ha. Ah, so I love your list for me. I plan <laughs> to avoid the following shaming my child about their feelings a lot of times. And I recently had a conversation with my dad about this too, that like, again, when I talked earlier about having that safe space, meaning you should feel free to share your emotions and without the fear that you will be laughed at, mocked at and or harassed for feeling that way. So you end or shamed, like, how dare you feel sad? That's crazy to come out of a parent's mouth to a child because Children deal with the pre- depression. Children deal with anxiety. Children are little adults in the making. So, guys, we have to remember that, that they have a whole range of emotions. And you cannot be like, you're just a child, and all you do is eat mac and cheese and sleep. Like, nope, they are absolutely thinking, feeling creatures. And you have to absolutely care about their feelings. Next, like you said, uh, refusing to listen and hear them out. It was so frustrating trying to get across things and just being dismissed because I happened to be under 18 years old. That was nonsensical (laughs) because I was a very mature child. I was left alone at the age of six. So I had to pretty much deal with a lot of things that probably most children shouldn't have dealt with. Uh, And I did it fine. I mean, you know, there's quirks here and there, but (laughs) ultimately I think it it turned out okay. (laughs) But (laughs) You know, you definitely should hear your child out and, and be able to let them say what they're going to say, even if it hurts your feelings, even if it makes you uncomfortable. They have to be able to have that safe space to do that. Also, and this broke my heart as a child, you should never believe someone over your child. If your child says something happened to them or that something happened generally, please believe your child, you know, because if your child knows that you always have their back, then they'll never be afraid to share something. That's the only way, though. Yeah. See, that could work for our parenting, but yeah. that, that doesn't work with parenting with corporal punishment. No, it doesn't. Because <laughs> they're going to try to get out of the... Beat. Yeah. Well, they're, so when I say that, it's kind of like, I'm going to lie to you to avoid a beating. Of course. Compared to, why should I lie? I don't have to lie to you. I won't be beat. But you yeah, know, it's there, like that. See? There was an incident... <laughs> People will lie to avoid beatings. Where, you know, I, you know, something happened in the household and... I was, I wasn't believed, uh, someone else was believed over me and it broke my heart because it was like, why would I ever lie to you? You asked me a question, I answered it and you, ch- and you still chose to not believe me. So very frustrating and very heartbreaking. And again, breaks that bond between parent and child. Sure. Don't break the bonds, guys. <laughs> and then again, tolerating family negativity around my child. I will not. If you have anything negative to say around me or my child, you are not welcome in my household. I no, want anyone one. to who is related to me or in my family or your family to get that crystal clear <laughs> because I grew up hearing a whole bunch of craziness towards me and around my parents or around me. And it just made no sense. If you're going to talk smack in front of my face, you are absolutely welcome to leave <laughs> and have the door hit you on behind because I don't I don't play that. I'm not I'm not continuing, continuing another generation of that nonsense. You're not going to come and criticize the weight 
of my child. You're not going to criticize the skin color of my child. You're not going to criticize what they're wearing. And I bring those examples up because that was what was done to me. Weight, color, this, hair, all of these horrible, nasty, crazy things. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah, crazy. you're not alone in that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not alone, it, yeah. especially with black people. Colorism and weight and vanity. These are things I've heard that, that are stuff before, yeah. suffered with in our communities. And it's crazy. It's just mental illness. Yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> it's, I, You know, I'll pray for you, but you're not welcome in my home. Okay. Yeah. Question 11. What sports do you think your child will play? Ooh, I hope our kid plays basketball, tennis, soccer, and also does martial arts because we are quite enjoying Cobra Kai on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, well, you did martial arts too as a child, yes, right? Yes, so, and I was yeah, terrible we both at it, did. Yes. So that's that's a good thing. <laughs> All right. And I did it because I had a crush on a boy. Ah, uh, yes. That's and not he totally ignored great. me, but there I did. Oh, it. okay. That's the reason. <laughs> I don't know if that's the best reason. No, because I didn't get his attention. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> I think it's some other things behind that. But. Oh no! Oh <laughs> what, no! What? The other, sp- I like those sports you mentioned, but mm-hmm. I got to also mention lacrosse because I've never played it. Ping pong, yes. because ping pong is it's like everybody plays ping and pong. And we have a table, so yeah, that's a good one too. <laughs> <laughs> a great point. And then track because I think track is a sport that anybody should do. It makes you physically fit. Yes, you get, <laughs> and it's really tough. You get People strong thighs. You oh, have crazy but, strong thighs from your track. Oh, that's train. interesting, but. So our child won't experience winter track, but winter track is tough. <laughs> That's like well, I don't know if they will really because dark. I don't know if they compete and they travel up to like Flagstaff, maybe. No, but there'll be no training in. The, so when I did oh. track, we did training in the snow and on the ice. Oh jeez. So, I mean, that's like, that really gets you built up for it. Yeah, that was crazy. That but builds running at 100 degrees. But, oh, yeah, but they will have that tolerance. They'll like, get the one. Yeah, <laughs> they'll get that like one. Living in I Africa. didn't have that one. Yeah, I never yeah, that's had insane. that. So, But track is a great sport. So. Beautiful. I'd like them to play that. Yes. Question 12. How important is it to have pets when raising kids? I think it's great because it's a way to teach responsibility. And then mm. it also is great for teaching grievance when the pet's time is up. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I grew up it's one way to learn. Not having as many pets as I want. My dad gave in and, and got us turtles, but that ended poorly. And uh, we also had fish and I love the fish. But, uh, they, but they died, and they weren't as affectionate as, like, other animals. Yeah. And then we had a lot of plants, which I actually really loved, and I hope that we can also incorporate that plants. It's good plants way. are a good responsibility, Yeah, too. and also a great way to get more oxygen near you, so, like, super yeah, cool. Yeah, we got to get up on that. But, yeah, yeah I, I agree. It's important to teach children the, the value of being gentle and kind to creatures unlike your own. And, 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 you know, how to, how to care for someone other than yourself. And then I agree with you in death. Uh, you know, I miss my aunt cat every day since she's passed when I was eight. And I think if I had had an animal that I could have lost and dealt with, maybe I would have, I deal with death very harshly. Like it's painful and I still cry and it's sad. <laughs> but yeah, I think losing a pet probably helps kids deal with grief a bit better. Question 13. What are your thoughts on the kind of music your kid listens to? So this is a really hard question for me because I listen to really like like trifling music, meaning like a lot about ratchet, rap, trap music. I love music about sex Sexual and getting music. it on and just freakiness like 
you can think what you want about me. <laughs> it is what it is, but I love that. Like, I just love aye, soca aye, aye. and dance hall and That's good. reggaeton and good. like, yeah, just wild music. Not all those songs you... are wild from those Some genres. Some of them are wild. Some of them are baby making songs. Some of them make you want to dance naked. It's just it's some rough. of them do, but yeah. it's the songs that you choose. You like to choose yeah, some of I those ones really that they would never play on like, the radio. Pum <laughs> pum, like dutty, just whoop. You dutty child. And so one could argue that, like, should you maybe curtail what you listen to when you have a kid because you don't want them to be exposed to certain things? I would say yes, but I also don't believe that being a parent means I have to lose myself. I think that I need to evolve who I am, but I don't need to lose who I am because then you then you will grow resentment towards your child and I don't want to re- resent my child. I still want to be ratchet on my time. So what I can do is kind of maybe split it down the middle and so maybe around them try to do a little bit more wholesome music and also kid music friendly, you know, that like, what's a pet shark song that those kiddies love now? Baby shark. Baby shark stuff. You know, if I can tolerate, because you know, I'm really, I don't like noise. Like <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, if you're I don't know. That. You know, I don't, I don't know. I'll pray for myself. But, so we'll see. But I do, I'm never going to stop listening to ratchet music. Like I'm just going to be ratchet. Like that's just who I am. But I do think I will try to be somewhat cognizant. But at the end of the day, the kid is going to grow up and be exposed to Dutty music. I mean, it's just, you know, wind up, wind up, pice up, pice up. Like, that's just what it is. Like, so, you know, what, like you can only guard them, but for so long. And it, it's funny when people try that, it's because you go out in public and somebody else can be playing yeah. the music or they can get on the internet and find the music. Yeah. You know, there's ways for them to hear that. Absolutely. So I don't think that's the best thing to just try to guard them from it i think that's mm-hmm. kind of crazy so for I mean, me maybe I not mean, teach them to lie like on tiktok these kitties sometimes know well i mean they shouldn't be do to, like, dancing wop, you know it is like yeah, Whoa. yeah uh, be careful and careful. trying to do the wop dance yeah. and stuff no Whoa. i mean careful. that's not careful. see that that's careful. if that's gonna be an We're extreme now. now teaching them the dances and <laughs> yeah. the lyrics like uh, i don't know if we should be getting into that i'm dropping down low and <laughs> Like, whoa. Yeah, it's it's not that serious. Like they don't need all that. <laughs> careful, I mean, careful. <laughs> do you know your you know your times tables and stuff? Yeah, let's, like, let's, that's let's figure that out first. Have you What's memorized it? Eight, you memorized it. All right, keep going. Memorize it more. How many yeah. dictionary words have you learned today? You know, Woo! that's Get do it. that. Make a song out of the dictionary. You want to sing things. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would expose them to everything I like. Mm-hmm. I mean. So how I would get around like the ratchet music is I would just start with the non-explicit version. True, true. So that it's that it blakes and you know they they bleep out anything now they even like bleep out the drugs. You can't true. even talk about that or even like situational stuff they'll bleep out where it's yeah. like oh it's kind of mm-hmm, I mean no not I mean so it might be something that's maybe illegal I guess but oh, technically okay. the words aren't bad, bad. like right? they're not curse words I guess mm-hmm. people would think but they'll actually blank it out because that's a situational thing that's kind of crazy gotcha question 14 how important is traveling when raising kids I think it's good to travel and expose them to different places and this traveling as a child it normalizes the children to the idea mm-hmm. of traveling which mm-hmm. it's very important to experience the world and other cultures so absolutely i definitely want to instill that on my child absolutely i think it's important though to be cognizant of when it's going to matter to your child i think kids if you travel with them at six months old they're not going to know <laughs> well, what's going on then, yeah. and i think so you know especially us being here i i could just 
see the <laughs> the extended invites of, hey, do you want to come here? Do you want to come here? And, and little one is going to be six months or a year. And it's like, mm, I don't necessarily know if I need to feel compelled to travel with uh, a one-year-old or a two-year-old. But once they're like four or five years old and they can actually remember where they went, then I think it's absolutely important to, like you said, to expose them to different places and specifically different cultures. I want our child and children, hopefully, God willing, to have a passion and a love of other cultures. And I don't just mean, you know, the black white scenario, but like Hispanic and native and Indian and Asian, like really culturally be very fascinated and very much in tune with how other people exist in this earth. And also going outside of the United States and not just being stuck here. Uh, yeah, well, that's what traveling <laughs> so, is. So yeah, yeah, all of that. Could, I like that you said it normalizes things. So I would say in the initial stages of our kid's life, probably mostly exploring AZ because there's just so many sites that we haven't seen just because of COVID when we moved here. It like we were here and then COVID <laughs> shortly happened like six months later after we moved. <laughs> and then we were just like locked in. So it'll be nice to, to do that and branch out in this state. Question 15. What are your thoughts on vaccinations as a parent? So for me, uh, I am not a person who blindly trusts science. I, it's so interesting. I was at a sonogram and my tech was asking, well, we were talking about the, the COVID vaccination, right? That's the topic on so many people's minds. And they were like, yeah, like I just, I trust science. I just do. And I just really wanted to laugh hysterically, except my bladder was full. So I was unable to do so <laughs> but without yeah. having an incident. <laughs> but I just thought that was so funny that she was so wildly excited to tell me how she <laughs> trusts science. See, that's a and I just was going to say, I really want to say, bless your heart. That's like <laughs> being super religious. It's, not, it's yes. no different to Be blindly like, trust I science. Love, oh my. That's the belief in science. That yeah. That's a and like that's not religion. the first time I've actually heard that statement <laughs> regarding the COVID That's not even science to have a blind belief. That's not science. I that's know. what's funny. It's actually anti-science to blindly it's believe just science. It's really. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's not fair to say. That's faith. Oh, snap. Uh, <laughs> you should say I'm she has faith taking, in the I'm science. I'm not even taking you on on that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I would, unlike that person who was, bless her heart, she was quite sweet. I would say that I like to understand the risk and benefits of anything scientific and beyond. And I would want to understand what those risks and benefits are with associated vaccinations. I know us, we were vaccinated for things, but... Uh, you know, there's things that have changed since we were children and got our booster shots and all that stuff. So I think I need to have more conversations with doctors to understand what's required first and foremost. And then what are the associated risks? What are the benefits? What, what do I need to think about uh, from the doctor's perspective as well as doing my own research? And then having a serious conversation with you, probably not on air, <laughs> where we go through that. But I, yes, I am not blindly following or trusting anyone or anything. <laughs> and yeah. you? So, yeah, I mean, I've heard many mixed messages about vaccines for children specifically. Mm -hmm. So currently I'm very apprehensive about them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not, but I'm not like an anti-vaxxer because <laughs> I, I do like that people get vaccinated. Yes. But when it comes to children, I don't know, I'm a little strange, like... Like that, I'm not so sure though. Hesitant, I mean, yeah. I, 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 if it could be proven that they're absolutely safe, you know, then I would be more on the side of, yeah, just vaccinate them, stay on that schedule, whatever the doctor says is good. Mm -hmm. But I'm not so sure that's like the full truth. So mm -hmm. even I, I even, there's a clip of it. This isn't me just making this up. Dr. Oz made a general comment that his wife will not vaccinate their kids. So. 
I have to put that out there. That I heard that one. I'm like, oh, that's very interesting coming from a doctor. But you know, that's that's one person, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just. And I love that he put the onus on his wife, right? And then he so, did that. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, like, it's kind of funny. She's obviously running the that, show. That's what he said, though. He was like, you know, I am Doctor Oz, but when I get home, I'm I'm Mr. Oz. I think he said something like that. Mrs. Oz. <laughs> No, he's Mr. Oz. He's oh, talking about he himself. He's like, I'm Dr. Oz, but when I get home, I'm just Mr. Oz. So oh, okay. I have to listen to my Mrs. wife. Oz, yeah. yeah, he has to listen to her. And that's what she doesn't want to vaccinate the kids. That's hey, what he said. So. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, so I mean, he's living by that. So he kind of just, yeah, I don't know how he feels you on it. how you men get. <laughs> whatever the wife yeah, says whatever goes. Whatever we say, if well, you know yeah. what's good for you. That's, well, yeah, that's what happens at the end of the day. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Keep it right. Keep it tight. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Amazing. Truly. More to come on vaccinations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Question 16. What are your thoughts on the types of movies and TV shows you want to share with kids? I want to make sure they're ready to understand the fakeness of the shows before um. exposing them to it. So no scary movies until they are mature enough. And I can't put a specific number on how old the child is before they can watch the TV. I think yeah. it depends on how they are. And I don't know, I can try this experiment that I told you about where, you know, I run up to them with a mask on. If they scream, then they're not ready. You're crazy. I could try that. I don't know if I will. Okay, Michael. Okay. (laughs) If they scream, if they just say, hey, that's you, dad, take the mask off. And it's like, hey, let's go watch some Halloween. Think you're ready now. You're so evil. (laughs) That's a good experiment. You're so mean. That's proof, though. Because you're going to scare me in the process. <laughs> you're going to scream. Because you know I've scared, like, oh. just today you scared But that was by mistake. Every time you so do see, it, yeah. I'm screaming if the all child the time. Gets, yeah, if the child gets scared by mistake, then you're not watching scary movies. you got to get over that one. That's crazy to me. Well, some people are just a bit skittish, Khalil. Yeah, but you don't want to be that way. You want to be able to watch movies like I watch them and enjoy them. You should enjoy the scary movies. They're so hilarious. I enjoy them. I'm just also deeply terrified. Yeah, see, I know a lot of people enjoy them like that. They're scared. They yeah. like they throw their popcorn up when they see a scary scene. Like that's, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, just Eat your sit in your seat. Don't make any sounds. Watch the movie. Okay, Stalin. <laughs> Watch it. Enjoy it. Thumbs up at the end or thumbs it's a down. A lot of judgment and shade coming your way. I feel it. I don't know. Oh, is that judgment? Might have to get an umbrella. Is that judgment? Correct. Oh, I didn't even realize it. Well, my thoughts are the following. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, because I was left alone at such an early age, I thus started watching adult content at at the age of six. So that included sex, that included violence, that included scary movies. And it was definitely probably not a good idea because, to your point, I definitely, as my friend likes to tell me, uh, flex my fear muscle. (laughs) all the time because I naturally do get scared (laughs) and I am naturally uh that's like the place that I go to very often and I don't necessarily know if it's healthy but I definitely feel like I have a lot of adrenaline all the time (laughs) which you know adds to life it's interesting listen different strokes for different folks I would say I agree with you I think the kid needs to probably prove that when they're ready for more mature content and in the meantime we'll just follow the prescribed age recommendations for content and then as they show us that they're ready for slicing and dicing then uh, then we'll get to those fun stages because yeah there's nothing better than people dying on tv and and in film <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing that is true though it's truly what dreams are made of yeah <laughs> question 17 what are the types of books you want to share with your kid 
Oh, boy, boy, boy. Okay, so as an avid reader, there's so many books I can't wait to read with our little one. Most of all, I'd like for us to do the following. I'd like to have a monthly family book club. I would have loved this in my household where you as a family read one book together, not together physically in the sense that you have to always read the pages together, but just like you declare what the book is that you're going to read for the month. And at the end of the month, you know, at dinner, you discuss kind of what what the book was about, what you enjoyed, all of that stuff. I think it's just like cool family bonding times. I also want to share some of my favorite books, which my favorite book for Woken Free Nation, if you don't already know, The Hobbit, Hello, Bilbo Baggins, everything, everything for me. <laughs> and then also the Lord of the Rings series. I can't wait to read reread that with our little one. Charles Dickens, because he, uh, every time I re think of him, I think of my dad and he loved Charles Dickens. So I think that would be really cool to, to pass that on to our kid. Of course, the Harry Potter series, epic. Goosebumps series, because that was so epic. We both love that and we grew up different and love that. And then of course, we also both love comic books and graphic novels. So it'll be really cool to expose the kid to that and see their thoughts and find out what superheroes they love. And you know, I'm a Superman, you're more the Batman, right? Lover, stuff like that. And it'll, it'll be cool. And I don't know. I mean, Batman. I mean, don't you like him over Superman? I love Superman. Yeah, I Superman. like him over Superman. I know, which I think is crazy. If I was crazy, to name a hero, crazy. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think of Batman's not my hero. <laughs> no, but I just in the contrast. I think of he's Batman cooler though. Superman. I think he's cooler because he's more you, realistic. Like when you said that, I was just like, "That's heathen talk." To like Superman, well, like to like, like Batman over Superman. I like him because he's more realistic, is what I like. Yeah, but yeah. he his superpower was money. Yeah, he's super rich. Yeah, and uh, Superman was like from another planet. <laughs> that's boring. <laughs> that's boring. <laughs> yeah, you're trifling. See, that's what I'm saying. That's heathen talk. Like you're a heathenist. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Superman. He Superman was amazing. Is, he, he had, had super abilities. Eyes. He flew. He had a dope costume. Are you joking? Like yeah. Batman could buy that hot. stuff. He was so hot. Batman could buy that. He can buy all those things you mentioned. Listen, I am not mad at that's being rich. If that's your superpower, do yeah. You. So that's I just give like, it to him. I guess Mark Zuckerberg is a superpower superhero. Too. But no, he's not on Batman's level. Batman took it to another level. He was Batman was a billionaire, was he? Huh. Batman was a billionaire? Yeah, of course he oh, was. Oh, yes, he was. <laughs> that was the whole point. Well. You didn't realize that. And we yeah. did, they never said the but amount. But Oprah's a superhero, too, then. Well, we don't know the amount, though. So he might have been like <laughs> 9999. You know, that might have been his billions. Oh, you think he got it like that? He was almost a trillionaire. Like Possibly. We don't know. I mean, look at his tech that he had. He was far ahead well, of the yeah, game. Well, yeah, he had some cool tech, though. Yeah, he was far ahead of the game. was dope like yeah yeah that's what i'm saying he's far ahead of the game so that's the thing well see he had robin though like superman didn't need robin superman had, like, superman had sidekicks though he had, there was a super boy there was a super girl there was super girl though but they he were also help. cool too they were from the you know they were super uncool <laughs> like let's be honest hater, see? but the superman series It'll superman was very good interesting to go through this with our with our children because yeah, i mean i'm okay with superman but he's just uh all right. Well, what books do you want to share with the little one? The books? Uh, I or just, genres? I, I'll keep it general. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to share like science fiction. Yes. So books like 2001, A Space Odyssey. Never read that. Yep. And Oh, and I was actually then I was thinking of some of the other books I want to share too. Mm -hmm. So even just a, a, a science book that's nonfiction would be the Steve Hawking's book, A Briefer History yes. in Time. Yeah. Like his, his sequel to The Brief History in Time. That's mm -hmm. good. I would like to share black innovators books. So mm -hmm. there's like these children's books that talks about all these blacks in the past that nobody's ever heard of and <laughs> the amazing things they've done. And I bet, oh, should I mention about the samurai or no? 
Yeah, sure. Oh, well, there's actually this black samurai that nobody ever, that people never it's talk not about. Accredited, yeah. yeah, that we didn't even know black there's samurai existed. I don't know if there's a oh, book around okay. him, but. There might not be. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, things like on that kind of level, oh, okay. that's so, I like, like hidden that. secrets of black black innovation and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, there's like this strange fruit book that I read. It was a children's <laughs> book, but it was good. I read about all these people. I'd never heard of them, and I That's thought amazing. that was cool. Like, Bessie Stringfield, she was really cool. Mm. So I want them to read that book. I want them to read manga, and probably my favorite Explain one. what that is. So that's the Japanese graphic novels, basically, or uh, comics. The ones where you read backwards. Yeah, right? it's read mm-hmm. backwards. And they can read Death Note, because that series oh, is crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the two bucks. Isn't there a movie on that, Death Note? Yeah, they do have a movie. I don't want them to see the live action movie. They can watch the anime, and that's about oh, is it. that bad? I didn't. Watch yeah, it most nothing. live action movies based on animes are terrible. You should well, burn that's them. A blanket statement, and that's a like, there's there hasn't been a good one yet. Oh, there hasn't okay. been one good live action anime movie, and nobody would get mad at me for saying that. Maybe five people, but really, like you're a- trifling. <laughs> You're it's actually so true. Crazy. I, there right is now. zero. You said five people. <laughs> yeah, on the planet, and I'm talking about on the planet Earth. So one per continent. <laughs> yes. You're so. If the number is low, it is. You could look it up. Look You're up any live mind. action anime. And I'm, I'm gonna go it's, watch it's that very, right now. It's very saddening, though. Yeah. It, no, but any anime that has a live action movie, it's terrible. And oh, you're I, just you know, it's funny to the last Avatar. I know. There's, I know. There's one that. To. No, that's one. But Death Note's one. There's initial D's another Dragon Ball. I think Z they did. <laughs> That's terrible. Like there's oh, so many movies okay. I can name. Fair enough. Right. Oh, and then the other one, the recent one, the Ghost in the Shell. Another one. Oh, that was terrible. I fell <laughs> asleep. That was awful. See how the list goes on. Also, that was bad casting, though. I mean, no offense to think Char- Judge Dredd. Uh, you know, whatever her name is, I love her from uh, from Avengers. But no, that they needed to go a different route there. See, the comics have been better because we got Avengers, but anime specifically yeah, to live Avengers action. Is amazing. It didn't. It hasn't worked out yet. I mean, I'll, I'm hoping to be proven wrong, but of course, there's many, many years hopefully to live. So yeah, we'll see. None so far. And then financial well-being books. So teaching stock market and stuff like that. And yeah. How to save the rich and all dad, that. poor dad. Yes. Books yes. like that. It'll be so fun to read these books. Books we've read already, and the new books. I'm, I can't wait. No yeah, City, there's guys. there's no so time. many like there's so many books to share and books to reread. Oh, and I almost. I guess, where does this fall into? Mm-hmm. I didn't say for my genre. And it's funny that you didn't mention it, but I'd like them to read The Secret. <gasps> Woo! Yes. Oh, gosh. I forgot yeah. about that, yeah, right? That's, that's a good one. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know what? That like goes into like mindfulness and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Definitely want the kid to also understand guided like meditation a bit more than I do. That would be really cool to get the kid uh, on board with that. Oh, so they should read the Celestine Prophecy. Yes. Yes, that too. yes, yes. There's yes. some Your meditation in there. That, yeah, so. I like that. That's yeah. a, that. The first book is great. Good. It's awesome. great. Question 18. What are your thoughts on nutritional habits as a parent? I want them to know how to regulate what they eat and not just always crave for the tastiest of foods. Sh- shade my way, huh? Not just this isn't shade. this has no shade to do with you. It's just and you I'm should be currently like, pregnant, so that's real messed up. Right no, now. but it's just a thing where you say, you know, this might not taste the best, but it's good for me. I'm going to eat it. That's what I want them to learn. To suffer in silence. It's but it's not suffering. <laughs> it's it's just it's doing the better good. Mm. You know, or thinking of the greater good. It's like that. You're just okay, you know, you'll gotcha. be thanking yourself later. 
to be able to do that. So I think also, I'm not mad at it. It's a little bit. That's mental fortitude. I understand. (laughs) I understand. It's painful though, but yes. (laughs) I would say also just like limiting on very overly addictive foods would be key. So like, I guess uh, that helps. We both are passionate, have passions for sugar. It's not healthy. Um, Hopefully not being able to pass, like break that (laughs) linkage for the next generation. I think that's easy. Yeah. And, and not making them like limiting them to the point where they become a fiend, but just helping them understand that there are healthy alternatives that that is something I want them to crave a bowl of grapes over a bowl of Skittles essentially is, is what I'm getting at. <laughs> That's and, nuts. Uh, and then also just limiting food in the sense that like understanding portion control, that was something that was not clear to me as a kid. I didn't know and that either. So yeah. like having them understand that you don't need to have three giant meals, but you could have, you know, six smaller meals or you can also fill up on water and, you know, there's different ways to go around eating. It's not just one way to do it. And also understanding what their nutritional needs are. Every kid in person is different. And you should have normalizing having seconds of those carbs. Correct. Yeah. Like, cause I thought you had to have seconds and triples. Or you, yeah, get another <laughs> plate that, of water. Yeah. I thought it was good. I was like, it, yeah. I was like, wow, I'm going to eat for my second and no, third time. Yeah. This is good. That's very I didn't much know. our culture getting the best of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I no, I thought we are not the more you eat, the better. Hibernating, <laughs> yeah. and we are not slaves. Like this is gonna be okay, guys. I thought you just eat because you got to eat more. You get one plate, and if then you, you could eat more, you eat more. A bottle of water, and you can have a second bottle of water, and maybe you can treat yourself to grapefruit. Like, yeah. <laughs> but we do not need a second plate of mac and cheese. We're good. <laughs> yeah. We're good. Thank you. Good point. Mm-hmm. Question nineteen. What are your thoughts on video games as a parent? So we are definitely a couple that enjoys games. Woohoo! To Nintendo Switch. So excited to finally get my handheld noise, games noise, noise. system back. I love those. We are fans of those. So we definitely look forward to being a family that plays games. I think the key with gaming is that it has to be a proportional activity in, in conjunction with the rest of their life. Like, you know, people always get concerned about kids getting quote unquote addicted or doing it too much. You can be addicted or overindulge in anything, overindulge in food, overindulge in sleep, overindulge in any behavior. So I think gaming as a daily practice or a weekly practice is not unhealthy as long as it's proportional to the other things that they do. Yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a gamer, so of course I'm going to encourage them to be gamers. Mm -hmm. I just want to watch them, like you said, to make sure that they don't become so addicted to it. Yeah. And I don't want it to interfere with them doing other things that they need to accomplish because i know some kids do that like they'll just be like eh, you know i'm gonna play these games instead of do my homework or something instead of doing studying like that's not the way to do do your work and then play it you work hard and then play hard (laughs) yeah definitely question 20 what do you think they will what do you think you will enjoy the most as a parent i think having a chance to raise an extent an outstanding child for their generation that's Mm. what brings me the most joy have a, a standout child that kind of breaks the mold for the kids that are coming up these days. Mm-hmm. So that, that, to me, is exciting. Okay, so the next Barack Obama, how nice. <laughs> <laughs> Think <I> bigger. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> nice, nice. Nice how wonderful, one. how wonderful. That's okay. a good one. Lots of expectations. Fantastic. Uh, for me, I would say 
Uh, I, I think I'm going to enjoy the most the option, and this might sound silly, guys, as, as most people, I think, think of me as a, a serious fool, because <laughs> I could be very intellectual, but I could also be very silly. And so being a parent to me is like the most exciting thing is this opportunity to play games. I grew up pretty much, I have siblings, but I didn't grow up with them. So, uh, and the cousins that I have, I'm the baby uh, amongst a, a whole host of other cousins much older than me who never really wanted to play with me. Uh, so I didn't really have the, op- as you always get surprised at all these games I never played because I had no one to play them with. And I had no real friends at school. And the friends I did have, we did not play board games. We did not do stuff like that. So I can't wait to like play uh, everything. Like I never played, what's the ship game where you put the ship? Battleship. Down? Battleship. Never played that. Uh, you know, I can count how many times I've played Monopoly. I can count how many times I've played, you know, things like Candyland or Life, like yeah. one or two times. Right? Like, and so I just can't wait to just play games <laughs> and to like learn and to go to like no, different things that I just never did as a kid because my parents were like, why would we do this? This makes no and sense. And your schools weren't cool either. Well, public school. Though. Maybe it's public school. It's <laughs> private school. We were we were so cool. Like end of the school year or close to a break, we bust yeah. out like well, the I games. Think kids in my group, like in my age, they they had friends, so they would their parents would take them to things. But again, I Not, didn't really have friends like that. But your who school, did that with your school me, should so. have still had game like played some games when they it was did like have, they had game hour, but no one played games. With, no one talked to me. So yeah, but then, <laughs> and then the, I didn't have any games. I think to play the teacher with. would have sort of facilitated oh, that that everybody yeah. is busy, but it's a public school, so they don't yeah. care. No, whatever. I remember. They would set up game playing, and I saw kids play games. No one ever talked yeah, see, to me So I was always in the library reading a book. Or, thank you, public school system, yeah. for caring about children interacting. That's like, what I yeah, said. I saw people play games. That's, it just thank broke you my guys. heart because I had no one to play with. Smart. So, you know, that was just... Uh, people don't understand like, the level system. of loneliness I experienced as a child. Like, yeah, outstanding system. you wouldn't get that from talking to me. But yeah, I was deeply lonely. <laughs> That's no good. No, no bueno. But yes, I can't wait to play games, guys. And with that... The finale? Yes! All right, well, here it goes. Mm -hmm. Question 21. If our kid was listening to this episode, what would you say to that kid? Mm -hmm. To our baby, I would say the following. We want you to know that we love you. We can't wait to meet you. And as your mom, I want you to know that... I know that you're deeply powerful inside of me because you're kicking my butt. <laughs> and it's amazing every single day. Continue to do what you need to do. Grow and push and and make me vomit as much as you need to do what you need to do in there because it's phenomenal. I don't know. I don't know. The human body is phenomenal. And I just can't wait to, to understand and to nurture the powerful person that you'll become when you arrive. And I have three things to say. Mm-hmm. We're glad you're here. You are almighty, mm-hmm. and welcome to the good life. Hey, now we have to drop that Kanye song. <laughs> yeah, hey, wait a minute, exactly. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yes, that song is everything, actually. That song is everything. That's all I And also the, uh, what's the, the royal, your royal. Drop it like it's hot. Amazing. Drop it like it's yes. hot. Yes, always Snoop, always. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're. There's DNA royalty in your DNA. Oh, that's I got what. royalty and yeah. Oh, you're talking about the Kendrick Lamar Kendrick song. Kendrick Lamar. I feel like that's the song that should be played when I'm giving birth. Just just understand that you're just royalty, guys. Like this is amazing. <laughs> True, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh god, they're gonna lock me up after. <laughs> throw away the key. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
we're at that time again. It's coming to the end of our 175th episode of Woke and Free. Woof. Quite the episode doing quite another Woke and Free story time called 21 Questions About Parenthood. Will we leave you hanging for what our next episode will be about? Drum roll, please. On our next episode, we will be discussing 10 words you never heard before until now. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along the conversation. And make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at wokenfree.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, we are in a new year. So definitely hit us up on our contact us page at wokenfree.com. I definitely think I'm behind on getting through some requests. So bear with me on that. And then, of course, super active on social media. You can always find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, uh, TikTok at Woken Free. And then of course, all sponsorships and collaborations go to our contact us page at WokenFree.com. That is W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com to submit your request. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and Make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Until next time.